Blog Talk Radio. He's the one that that unleashed the demon last week. The challenge came. Stephanie tried to stop this. You heard oh, her, are Michael. Are you kidding me? Come on. You heard her too, Kane. She couldn't control him. Well, she shouldn't have let the man out in the first place. She, Stephanie didn't know this was going to happen. You can't possibly put this on Stephanie. Yeah, look at the look on her face. That she looks really distraught. John, she did, she knew she damn well distraught. this was going to happen. She knew what she was. Do something! Do something! Do something! 
Mr. Hill is going to do something. And thank you for joining us here on King Jordan Radio for Tuesday, April 22, 2014. This is King Jordan you're listening to. And joining me today, as always, is our wrestling insider out of Chicago. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Double J, JJ. Good evening, JJ, and welcome to King Jordan Radio. How are you? What's up, King? Great to be on. Lots to talk about, especially what just happened uh, during that clip with Kane and Daniel Bryan. But first, I would like to welcome the human suplex machine, Taz, who just joined the Blog Talk Radio family. Taz, the former ECW champion and the current color commentator for Impact Wrestling, has just started his own Taz Radio before the bell. So it's great having Taz a part of Blog Talk Radio, just like King Jordan Radio, right here on Blog Talk Radio. So very cool. Oh, I didn't know that. When, when did that start? Yeah, it just started recently. I believe he just started doing his first couple shows. Well, Taz, if you're hearing this, uh, you're welcome on anytime, amigo. <laughs> okay, uh, we do have some guests here. Let's see. Uh, let me open up one line. Who do we got? Your line is open. Hola, damas y caballeros. Como está? Mi nombre is Alberto Del Rio. Yo, it's Dominic. What's up? Well, from the wrestling hot seat, ladies and gentlemen, he's a wrestling historian, Dominic Valente. Good evening, Dominic. What's up, King? How you doing? JJ, what's up, brother? What's up, Dominic? How you doing? All right. Okay. Good. We heard the part where you're welcoming Taz. PW Insider is where you could see the links. I heard uh, Taz's opening uh, podcast. He doesn't call it that, but um, it was like 15 minutes, more like an intro. And up there now is actually the first one, and it ran an hour. And I listened to it today, and it was great. Yeah? Yeah, Taz Taz has a great show. He did a great job. Yeah, and uh, he's still on TNA, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's still TNA broadcaster. He talked about WWE, talked about TNA, 
And when he did the intro one, the demo, um, I think he did that on Easter Sunday. He said, I'm not even going to leave out Ring of Honor because that's a great organization. And he took all the questions. He read emails. And uh, it was it was good. It was good. It was well worth the hour. It went very, very fast. Well, I'm, I'm glad he's a part of this company. Yep. And not the one that Steve Austin does, which is an okay one, but we wish Austin would come to this one. In the meantime, let's see. Do we have, let me open up this line. Is this Blackjack Brown? Blackjack, are you there? Going once, you're out. Okay. Let's start it off, uh, JJ, with uh, Daniel Bryant. Obviously, they are building towards Extreme Rules, right? That is correct. Uh, Extreme Rules, May 4th, uh, and New Jersey. We've already had about six confirmed matches. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Kane is definitely at the top of the list. We just uh, had They just kicked off Monday Night Raw, where, of course, Daniel Bryan, who just returned from his honeymoon with Brie Bella, they are now married. And it's official that Daniel Bryan came down to the ring. He celebrated with Brie Bella, only to be cut short by Stephanie McMahon. And she unleashed the monster, the devil's favorite demon, Kane, back wearing his classic mask. And he came in and just attacked Daniel Bryan, just gave him a vicious beatdown, three tombstones on the floor, on the ring steps. And Stephanie McMahon was even trying to tell Kane to stop, but she unleashed the monster. And Kane even did a tombstone on the announce table to Daniel Bryan, and he was stretchered out of the arena. So as quickly as uh, he returned, it seems like he may be a little off TV for a while, and it looks like the honeymoon is over for Daniel Bryan. But uh, unfortunately, what a lot of fans don't know is uh, Nikki Bella, who is now... Uh, Daniel Bryan's sister-in-law, she announced just before Monday Night Raw that she was very sad and proud of her brother-in-law, Daniel Bryan, because his father, uh, Bud Danielson, was a very kind and generous, sweet man and a very humble. And if you met him, you knew the apple didn't fall far from the tree and that Bryan definitely had his energy. Unfortunately, he passed away and uh, unfortunately, Daniel Bryan will be taking some time to mourn his father's passing and to proceed with the burial of his dad, which is very sad for a man who was on top of the world in his professional uh, career as the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. He just got married, and it's very sad to have just lost his father. So this was WWE's way of sort of writing him off the show. He was heavily advertised for Monday Night Raw, he could have, you know, no show to take care of his whole business. But, you know, as the trooper he is, even as the champion, he was advertised for Raw and showed up. Despite what happened in his personal life, Daniel Bryan was there and he was at Raw. But unfortunately, you know, he lost his father. So I definitely send out condolences to his family. Any word on uh, his father's age? Because Daniel's not so old. So his father's his father was about, uh, I think, 54, 57 years old. He wasn't very old at all, you know, You know, same age as Warrior. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, tragic loss right after Triumphs. 
Daniel Bryant goes into the title, and then his father passes on. Warrior comes back and, uh, you know, makes peace with WWE and then passes away. But in the meantime, Dominic, they got Kane, who's been there for 20 years, and uh, he's right in the spotlight. He's right in the thick of things. You like the idea that they're keeping Kane fresh in the headlines? I think that's where Kane belongs. He's been in WWE a long time. He's paid his dues and then some. I think that's a guy that should have got a long title reign years ago, and they never gave him a long title reign. Kane is athletic. He's a big freaking guy. He can fly if you've got to jump off the top rope. And I think Kane is one of the best guys they got on the roster. But with the suit on when he was corporate Kane, totally stupid. Totally stupid. You remember Kane had the uh, title for one day back in 98? And then Austin won it. I remember remember one, one day he had it, but I don't remember the year. Yeah, he won. It was a first blood match with Stone Cold Steve Austin, of course, because he wears the mask. I mean, how could he really lose? How, how would you know if he was bleeding? So Austin fled, and he was the WWE champion, and he lost 24 hours later on Monday Night Raw. But Kane did have a nice title run as the world heavyweight champion when he was unmasked. He actually defeated The Undertaker and uh, went, while he was the world heavyweight champion. He did have one title run, like I said, that was pretty good. Uh, a lot of fans remember that 24-hour title run just because it went by so quick and fans thought he deserved better than that. Yep. But uh, you mentioned Kane back now in the title picture with Daniel Bryan. This is a potential WrestleMania main event. You have two guys who were a part of Team Hell No. A tag team was very successful. They brought new life to the tag team division. I really enjoyed watching them together. They were very comedic, but yet they took care of business in the ring. So now they're going head-to-head at Extreme Rules. I don't know what the match will be, uh, whether it be a gimmick, you know, a tables match, uh, you know, a hardcore match. That has yet to be determined. But we do know that we will be seeing Daniel Bryan versus Kane at Extreme Rules. So there's no pay-per-view for the month of any, uh, anything this Sunday, or that's it, no more than that WrestleMania, right? Sunday's no. TNA. Yes. Is that TNA? Yeah. TNA Sacrifice. Oh. Right, yeah, yeah, Sacrifice. Is that a paid? No, right? That's not a paid. No, it's not a pre-taped one. It's a live one. I'm saying, though, is that the one you got to order, or? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's really? the one you got to order. Okay, because there's only a couple of them. Yeah, the yeah, one? they don't do them every month, which is a good thing. No, it's, it's a very good thing. You can yeah, WWE it. does too many, and it's overkill. TNA, okay. the other one, only other ones they do are the pre-taped ones that air usually the first Friday of the month. Wow, and what's this one's name? Sacrifice. Uh, yeah. Sacrifice. What's it called? Sacrifice. And what's Sacrifice. the main event? Yes. And what's the main event? Sacrifice. I don't know. I'm hearing static on the line here. Yeah, I'm not sure Jeez. what the main event is for uh, Sacrifice yet. I'm sure they'll definitely announce more matches uh, this Thursday on Impact. Eric Young. I had the whole lineup here, JJ. Wait a minute. Let me see. 
who I wrote it. I know it's T.Y. Had- in the main event. Blackjack, are you with us? Blackjack Brown, are you there? Okay. Yeah, okay, Eric. here. This is what I got. I got Magnus against EY. Tigre Uno against Sonata. Finishing off their best of three series. Angelina Love against Madison Rain. Uh, Bobby Roode against Bully Ray. Gunner against Storm. Samuel Shaw against Mr. Anderson. And Kurt Angle and Willow, a.k.a. Uh, Jeff Hardy, taking on EC3 and Rockstar Spud. And that's what I and got. came back this week, right? What? Kurt Angle just came back this week. Well, yeah, he just week, came right? back, yep. He was out for a while. Yeah. I think he had surgery that. again. So who do you, yeah. So who do you, who do you send me a pick, Dominic? Well, my picks, I'm going to go with Eric Young to retain over Magnus. Sonata against Tigre Uno, I really don't care who wins this. because both of them work well against each other, and they're a great tag team when they put them together. Uh, Angelina Love and Madison Rain. Angelina Love will probably win that, maybe with an assist from Velvet Sky. Bully Ray is going to put Bobby Roode through a table. I think it's a tables match. Uh, Gunner is going to beat Storm. Mr. Anderson should beat up on Sam Shaw. And Kurt Angle and Willow, I, without a doubt, they're going to beat EC3 and Rockstar Spud. Yeah. And, uh, JJ, uh, you know, what's your thoughts on some of the matches? Yeah, I have to agree uh, with Dominic. You know, Eric Young, who is the newly crowned TNA world champion, you know, he's definitely, you know, ris- risen to the top of TNA in the recent weeks. You know, he's done some really great promos in which he really discussed how long he's been there. A lot of fans might say, you know, Eric Young is a joke. He shouldn't be champion. He doesn't deserve it. But the fact is, this guy's been in TNA almost since day one. And, yeah, he's been very comedic and entertaining. But, uh, you know, he's really busted his ass, and he's taken some of the sickest bumps uh, in TNA in the last, you know, 12 years, 10 years that he's been a part of the company. And he's really earned it. Uh, a lot of people compare it to Daniel Bryan winning the title, the title because they're two bearded guys. But, uh, you know, Eric Young definitely deserves it. And I'm happy to see a, a fresh face holding the title for a change. So hopefully this brings in some fans to TNA who maybe, you know, if they've, they're not watching, I heard their ratings were a little bit down last week. But, uh, you know, I definitely wish the best for Eric Young. He, like I said, he's a hard worker. As uh, Dominic pointed out, with the X Division title match, he had two out of three falls with Sonata and Tigre Uno. Uh, these guys should definitely have an awesome, you know, match that should ju- just be all over the place in that ring doing uh, amazing things. I would, I would expect Sonata to retain the title. Uh, as you mentioned, Bully Ray and uh, Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode's been really great lately, but uh, but uh, Bully Ray is just awesome, man. I mean, he's back. It seems like he's a fan favorite again, and uh, I definitely would want to see Bully put uh, Bobby Roode through a table. And uh, Mr. Anderson is taking on that creepy monster, Samuel Shaw, which should be very interesting, and we might see Christy Hemme you know, interfere in that match on Anderson's behalf. And uh, Gunner and Storm have had a really uh, 
hot sort of grudge match between these two in the recent weeks and months, you know, ever since they were a tag team and they split, and then Rude, uh, not Rude, but James Storm turned on Gunner, and we've seen, you know, Gunner really step up to the plate and hang in there with James Storm. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I think it should be very physical. They might even be fighting throughout the arena. So who knows what will happen with those two guys. And, and as you mentioned, you know, Kurt Angle returning, teaming up with Willow, taking on uh, EC3 and Rockstar Spud. I definitely think, you know, they, they should easily get the win over them. Uh, you know, Kurt Angle and Jeff Hardy should get the win, probably beating, you know, Rockstar uh, Spud Silly and EC3 somehow escaping the match and maybe even abandoning Spud and letting Spud take the beating all by himself. But uh, it should be a good pay-per-view, and uh, I'm looking for it. TNA, you know, they really do their best to deliver on the pay-per-views. They put some quality wrestling. Everybody out there gives 110%, so it should be a good one this Sunday. In time, are you going to order it? Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. TNA will always order the prices right. they got a lot of good young talent. Um, even though the gimmick is lousy, I think Samuel Shaw can work. Uh, we know what Bully Ray could do. I, I think he's the best, well, he was the best heel in the business. Now he could probably be one of the best for baby faces. Yeah. And, of course, oh, no. Eric Young is, is young. He's very good. Magnus is, is excellent. And it looks like they may be putting Bobby Roode back together again with, with Storm because they're both heels now again. I'd love to see it. Yeah, me too. Beer money. Oh, that would be interesting. I'm glad you brought up Eric Young because uh, TV Tracks had some good commentary, and uh, let's hear what they think about Eric Young, and we'll come back and we'll debate it on the other side. It, like I said, it's a minor league operation. It's laughable when any fan tries to say, I mean, I was on a, a, a I won't even say the name of the page because my friend runs it, but just the stupidest TNA fans are just they're so sad. It's just like, you know, this is the, the company's going to turn around now with him at the helm. And someone said, uh, you know, you know, these anonymous posters uh, said, um, yeah, is anybody noticing a pattern here? And I, hey, I said the same thing. Austin Aries was a CM Punk ripoff. Now, now this is the Daniel Bryan version. I mean, it's just it gets stupider and stupider. Eric Young has no fan base. He doesn't sell merch. He doesn't put asses in seats. He has no track record of drawing whatsoever. He was in a lot of stupid angles with ODB and stuff. It's equivalent, let's be 100% honest, even you TNA cocksuckers, I'm sorry, dick suckers, uh, let's be honest, it's equivalent to the WWE giving Santino Morello the belt. That's what it's equivalent to. Okay. Sorry, he, that's reality check. You don't like it? Sorry. No, no, go ahead, it's go equivalent ahead. to putting the belt on Santino Morello. That's what it's equivalent to. Okay, now I have a question for you. All right. Now, I'm playing a little bit devil's advocate here, okay? Do you remember, I think it was the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view that Santino Morello was in? Mm-hmm. All right. Do you remember that when we were watching that pay-per-view, there was one point that we actually thought Santino was going to win and the crowd was going bananas? Yeah, and by the way, I'm talking about Santino Morello currently now. Right. Okay. Yes. My, th the reason why I'm saying this is I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. Here's my take on the whole Eric Young thing. And some people may be surprised what I'm about to say, okay? Eric Young has been a wrestling fan since he was a, a, a baby. Right, okay? he's a good neighbor. He, he just didn't return my hedge clippers. Yes, uh, he stole Kevin's hedge clippers. But Eric Young 
has been a wrestling fan his whole life. Eric Young has been busting his ass for the most part for almost two decades. Okay? I feel that if they were ever going to give Eric Young the TNA title, the TNA standards, I might add, the time they should have given it to him was in 2007 when they were doing the whole don't fire Eric thing because at that point for TNA standards, the crowd was going nuts for this guy. The fans were going nuts for this guy. The problem with them doing it now is that, like you said, there's a lot of comparisons with Daniel Bryan. Because of the fucking beard, because it's someone you wouldn't expect. The underdog, the whole speech, yada, yada. I'm wrestling since I'm five years old. Right. But here's the problem, and it's not Eric Young's fault. This has nothing to do with Eric Young. No, it's not his fault. He, he's been set up to fail, of course. That's what right. DNA does with their talent. My problem with the whole thing is this. And anybody that's been listening to this show for the last four of the six months will know exactly where I'm going with this. When Daniel Bryan was screwed over for the title last year, and the fans were doing these things on YouTube, breaking DVDs, I'm not watching WWE anymore, and Mick Foley was having tirades on YouTube and Twitter or whatever. What Kevin and I kept saying over and over again is that the money right now with Daniel Bryan is the chase. The storyline is the chase. The longer they make the fans wait for Daniel Bryan to win, the more meaningful it's going to feel. And I said, what, and I know people will remember this, what would you, would you have rather have had? Daniel Bryan win it before the Elimination Chamber, or would you have rather wait to have your WrestleMania moment and have him win it there? Now, I'm not going to say that Kevin and I knew that he was going to win it in Mania. My point is, is that the whole reason why the Daniel Bryan storyline up to this point has succeeded was because of the chase. It was all of these months of wanting it, craving it, this is an act. That's why when the fans chanted, you deserve it, it's because of all the bullshit from SummerSlam last year up until now. It was a long, in-depth storyline, and it, and it blossomed Tim winning the title. But Daniel Bryan was also drawing and selling right, but, merchandise what, for right, the past but, year. But, but let's also be honest. When Dan, before this whole storyline, Daniel Bryan really was not you know, mixed in with the heavyweight title picture. You know, he had that no, point. he was teaming up with Kane. Right. So, so was Team Hell No. Nobody was really talking about a heavyweight title. They, they were happy with Hell No. But my point is, forget about Daniel Bryan being higher in the food chain than Eric Young. Where is the chase? Where is the buildup? Where is the wanting it? Where is him you know, like working his way to the top? Where is these months of fans starting to get on like the train, the bandwagon? You know, oh, it'd be great if he won the title and then he gets screwed. Dude, dude let's face it, he basically beat Hugh Jackman for the for the world title. Yeah, I mean, they just threw it out of left field. Now, Ma- they, Magnus, who no one even really realizes that was even the champion, it, he beat a, he, it was, his win wasn't important because he didn't take the belt off of some corporate guy. I mean, yeah, he's supposed to be corporate Dixie. First of all, that storyline is so convoluted and retarded. It doesn't even make sense because the Magnus was against Dixie, but she's pulling the strings, but he turned on her, but, he, but he's not in charge. And then the other little uh, English guy is the ball. I, I, it's so convoluted, that storyline. It makes no sense. It's as if, you know, complete, it's Rain Man wrote that, that, that uh, storyline. At least we know Triple H and Stephanie are the enemies. They don't even know who the heels are or who's in charge. 
I mean, it just it's a it's such a bad storyline that it doesn't mean anything because it wasn't he wasn't going against anybody. He beat Magnus. That's who he beat. He didn't beat anybody. Yeah. So and you know what? Just so everybody knows, um, this past TNA Impact, go look it up for yourself if you think that I'm lying. Eric Young winning the TNA Heavyweight Championship from Magnus was the lowest rated part of the entire Impact Wrestling broadcast. Yeah, because the lowest guy rated the part. Right. Is that Eric Young's fault? Absolutely not. No, it's I'm not. Happy. They set their guys up to fail. It's absolutely management's fault. I am happy for Eric Young winning this title. I well, say, you know it's going to be taken off him in two weeks. Well, I say this, all right? When Maybe Chris, even next impact. You know, you know what? This, this, is, this is my opinion on it. When Chris Sabin won the title, there's a YouTube clip of you and I saying why Chris Sabin is, is he not. Sucks, he, 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 was, he, he, did, he shouldn't have been the champion. I, I still remember it, 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 it clear as day. They did a press release. I even think we played a little clip, and it's on Trax's channel. We played a little clip of a press conference where Chris Sabin came out, and he cut a promo, and he talked about for briefly, like, that, you know, he was just, like, so honored and everything to be the champion, and he talked about, you know, like, busting his ass to get where he's at, and then he stopped, and he expected people there to clap, and there was not one clap done and he's like so anyway he did like one of those like but it was just so awkward if anybody's following kathleen zabelius you know that, that asshole you know that fucked up obamacare if you yeah. know the interview where there's that long silence that's what chris saber <laughs> did with his press release as teenager oh, that asshole? yeah well he didn't call an asshole but anyway he we did that YouTube clip saying Chris Saban was not going to succeed as TNA champion. And I remember Chris yeah, Saban doing an interview, like, ripping us and others saying, you know, oh, we're just jealous. You know, the same thing that Pussy Ray did. I am jealous. You're banging uh, that hot piece of ass girlfriend of yours. Yeah, other well, than that, I'm not jealous. Yeah, well, let's, let's be honest. Other than, other than, other than that, I'm yeah. not jealous. Yeah, Chris Saban, you drew 300 at a house show. Go Google it and look it up. So Chris Saban Dude, didn't no succeed. Charisma. I have better charisma. Than All right. Yeah. Now, for the people on YouTube right now that are now clicking, negative of what I'm saying. Wait, t let me finish what I'm saying, okay? Now you got Magnus. Magnus! We actually said why we thought Magnus was failing as TNA Everyway champ, and he did an interview saying these people are just jealous of this, this, and that, and then we did yeah, a YouTube clip. That's always the answer to everything, by right. the way. We did a YouTube clip ripping that as well. It's on Tractor's channel. And look what Magnus did. In fucking Georgia last week, or the week before, Magnus drew 450 in our show. Okay? Did he succeed as heavyweight champion? No. So, and Chris Saban. And neither did Chris Saban. And Chris Saban is now no longer employed with TNA. That's right. My point is... Chris Sabin failed as heavyweight champion. Magnus failed as heavyweight champion. My opinion is, you give it to Eric Young. Let's see if Eric Young can't do any worse. You know what? Let me. I'm not going to change my full opinion, but I'll say this: at least, at the very least, Eric Young has some sort of idea that he's supposed to entertain people. Yes, he gets. He gets it. I, I, like I said, once again, let's give. Let's admit, fans on the show, even if we don't like the, the end result. Eric Young at least gets that it's entertainment, and he tries. 
I'll give him that much. His character's been a little all over the... Like I said, if anybody remembers the wrestler Bugsy McGraw from back in the day, that's who yeah, he reminds me of now. He, real, if you're real old school, you know who Bugsy McGraw is. Yeah. And that's who I think Eric Young is copying, by the way. But uh, I don't know if that's a great thing. If you guys look up Bugsy McGraw, you'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, uh, but he at least gets it that you are supposed to... You're not supposed to just be... a technical prowess you are supposed to entertain people how many so he gets that part so i give him credit for that eric young gets credit for that absolutely how many times did we say on this show that if a wrestler clicks with the fans and yeah. connects with the fans that person no matter where they're located on the card will have a job a job for quite some yeah time. he'll have a job and he will be contributing and he'll be earning his money and maybe making a little extra from from shirt sales and good for them because we were never against once again, me and Don Tony have never, ever, ever advocated the closing of TNA. We just said they keep going the way they're going to go, and they're going to run themselves out of business because Pan Energy that doesn't have this endless amount of money, and that dumb, the dumbest quote of all time is, Pan Energy doesn't mind losing money. They, they, that's fine. They don't care. Uh, like I said, I always shake my head at that. The company's supposed to lose money. Uh, I don't know <laughs> where these people work. But, yeah. uh, you know, the whole thing with that is, Look, Santino entertains people, too. You can't take that away from him. That's why Santino still has a job. Yeah. But that doesn't make them the world champion. Right. Well, I look at it like this. If, if Magnus, my point is this. If Magnus couldn't do it and Chris Saban oh, couldn't, couldn't yeah. do it, Obviously he couldn't. Maybe, maybe Eric Young, who actually does entertain the TNA fans, maybe he could. So I feel give him a chance. But, 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 but you're also saying that it's likely he's not going to be able to do right. it a little too, little too, little too late is right. what you're saying. But what the fuck is basically what you're saying. Right. The, 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 the thing is, is that I, my feeling is give Eric Young a chance, everybody. But if it does not succeed, I feel you don't blame it on Chris Saban. You don't blame it on Magnus. And you don't blame it on Eric Young. You blame it on the surroundings, the atmosphere, the storylines, the, cre the creativity. The shock caller, the shock callers, basically. Yeah, I mean, look, look at Chris Sabin. He won the title, and everybody was like, why? And it's not, Chris Sabin, his problem is he took it personally. And it was, it's not personal against Chris Sabin. It's not that we personally don't like him. It's yeah, just he a had wrestling the belt for fan. Two weeks. What? How long was he champion? I'm sure someone in the chat room knows better than me. Well, a couple of weeks? Yeah, he wasn't champion that long, but he took it personal that we didn't think he was succeeding well, it's not just at us. It. It's not like other shows didn't say it. We're not yeah. exactly breaking ground on you know, these kind of commentary. I mean, yeah, well, we say it a lot more than other people, but other shows have said it too, and people send me sound bites for other people saying, hey, these guys said what you said. Right. It's not like anybody, you know, it's just intelligent wrestling talk as far as yeah, I'm concerned. I'm, it's not anybody breaking any news stories it was just basically talking wrestling i mean all, that's what we think all i'm saying is is that you know kev mentioned a little while ago this whole storyline with magnus and dixie carter was just retarded and dumb didn't make sense and how could you get behind a champion where you don't even understand like the development of the character the storylines that are involved why would you care just like the main event on raw tonight yeah, we're all, we're all into the Shield and everything, but did anybody really give a fuck if the Shield beat the fuck out of 3MB? Did they really give a fuck that... Well, that's because everybody beats up 3MB. Right. It's, it's, so the thing is, is that you look at the storyline around the people. Like, Eric Young, yes, nice thing. He won the title. I felt it seven years too late. But if he does not succeed, again... Don't use the Daniel Bryan comparison. It's not a Daniel Bryan comparison. In physical features, I mean, you can't base, 
you know, what, what Eric Young is doing, because Daniel Bryan is similar built, similar build. <coughs> no, the so DNA it, does doppelgang. Yeah, uh, well, that's story the lines. I'm sorry. And I thought, how can you anybody have not seen Austin Aries trying to be CM Punk? Yeah. With the way he was coming out. The only thing that he didn't have was the tattoos. Yeah, that you was remember? They, he had they, the swagger. He had the sarcasm. I'm sorry, Austin Aries didn't always have a character like CM Punk. I don't recall that. He was a pretty quiet guy for most of his career. That's, so that's, I don't recall this outspoken... Uh, I remember people were outraged I compared him to CM Punk. I'm like, you don't see it? That's, yeah. that's, that's like, uh, I mean, just I, I, like, look Did in the mirror. I, I, you don't see the, the, the difference is CM Punk is taller and CM Punk has more charisma. In my opinion, CM Punk is much better talker and, and, and has more tattoos. That's the only difference. And what about they were trying to make Austin Aries CM Punk. It failed. They dropped it. They switched him heel face, heel face, heel face, heel face. And then they're doing this with this guy trying to be their version of Daniel Bryan. You, of Stevie Wonder could see that. Yeah. Uh, if you don't see it, then you don't know wrestling. They had AJ Styles walk out. They were doing a whole CM Punk walking out of Yeah, doing a CM Punk. It's they the, stop, like I said, if they, 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 even let me tell you something, back in, the, back in the day, when TNA first started, they had their version of The Rock. If you remember what that Samoan guy who was in the Flying Elvises, Antonio, they were trying to make a star? Yeah, yeah. Sonny Siaki. Yep. Remember him? TNA yeah. has been doing this since 2002, people. They have been doppelganging anything that was popular in WWE. That's, a That's why they word. got all these ultimate fighters. They needed their own Brock Lesnar. They couldn't do it. Just go down the line. Just go down Look. the line. Abyss was their Cactus Jack. Was yeah. their Kane. Who? Every wrestler you can compare with somebody else. Who? And you know what? Now we're doing it to them. Our uh, Bulgarian bruiser is uh, our version of Samoa Joe. <laughs> yeah, and, and what do I say about him? Rusev Kaka Rusev Buku. I'll say this, Don Tony. That could have been Samoa Joe 10 years ago. Fair, yes. In very, the WWE? Very, very, yeah, I agree. But the, th the thing is, is that the, the, the one common denominator is that TNA does not build up a long-term storyline to, nope. It's character development is probably what it comes down to. You can't take a guy that has been there for 12 years, have nine different gimmicks, and just because it mimics Daniel Bryan and because he deserves it, you say, oh, let's, let's give him the title. All right? If you're going to give him the title, you can't mimic another storyline without doing the storyline. You know, yeah. you, the whole, again, the whole magic about Daniel Bryan is the build-up from SummerSlam to now. Does anybody, yeah. did they, do you realize how many months of build-up that was? You realize how many, and, it's just... It's, well, Don Tony, also, let's not, let's go even deeper with this. Daniel, Brian Danielson was a star on the independent circuit, was a star in Ring of Honor, was a star in New Japan. Eric Young was not. Eric Young does not have the, uh, the back catalog of work and getting over in territories and being decorated in independent territories. Eric Young was a, just a, basically an independent wrestler. He wasn't some hierarchy guy from Ring of Honor or from Japan or whatever. Uh, Eric Young, like I said, he, he's a TNA guy. He's been in TNA forever. If anybody can actually get the date that he started, I think he's been here almost the entire he started, run. Hasn't he? he started January 04, if I remember correctly. He's been here, and he started out as like a suit and tie guy, and that you know, then he was the, he, he has had so many gimmicks. Yeah. You know, that, once again, it's little, like Don Tony's saying, seven years too late. Yeah, I, I personally think, I, I, I was never a huge TNA fan. People are like, no. Yeah, no, it's true. I was never a huge <laughs> yeah. TNA I stopped becoming a huge TNA fan with that hard 10 challenge thing. 
the, 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 the idea of hitting someone with a Singapore cane, and I still hear Tony, uh, Mike Tanay's voice in my ears, seriously. I mean, the, I thought I would have bad nightmares dreaming about my dog since he passed on, but I have worse nightmares just dreaming about Mike Tanay saying, two points. Two points, four points, two points. I mean, come on. I mean, the whole idea of a hardcore match is to fucking settle feuds, you know, just like fight hardcore, to fucking get points. That's really the beginning of the end for me is is trying to really have any confidence in that. And then, you know, I tried over the years, but again... They had a couple of shining moments. I thought Kevin Nash as the coach was fucking hilarious. No, no, there was some shining moments. But Don Tony, you talk about convoluted. Look what they're doing with Jeff Hardy. What is that? Yeah, it's, look, you know why? Because it's Jeff Hardy's idea, and TNA doesn't have the balls, or they don't have anybody with a brain yeah, to say Jeff do Hardy. Whatever he wants, you, by the way. When you, did he become Steve Austin? You, like he just do whatever he wants. You I mean, can't I, really. Yeah. Jeff Hardy. TNA. He gets a pop from the crowd, but does he even sell tickets? He he is their biggest baby face and most well-known baby He's their face. most notable guy in the that, company, but and, why? Because and, he's a former WWE champion. I mean, picture, like, like you know what that's like, Kev? That's like taking John Cena, putting him under, under a mask, and having him be the Midnight Rider for the next six months where he doesn't acknowledge the crowd, he does a totally different persona, he acts like a, like a really weird guy. How could the f- kids and the girls get into John Cena under a mask doing a, a completely different gimmick? They couldn't. No, I would they, appreciate that. The Midnight Rider. No, I would appreciate it. He'd still be on TV. But the, the thing midnight is, rider. TNA doesn't have the balls, or they don't have anybody there with the brain to say to Jeff Hardy, Jeff, Jeff, at this time, you are our biggest babyface. You are our most well-known babyface. Yes, I know some people are going to say Kurt Angle, but you know Jeff Hardy still has that younger look to him. Where the yeah, kids, like Kurt Angle's long in the tooth. The guys girls, at this point. the He's girls, forty-five years old. I mean, you know, come on. The girls still get wet over Jeff Hardy. I don't think they get as wet over Kurt Angle anymore. No, but I, the thing, I don't think so. Unless the, they're like middle-aged men. You don't take the one guy that the girls get wet over and the kids still could get into and idolize to a certain extent. And then you say, you know what, Jeff, you know, we're going to put, we'll let you do whatever you're going to do. And then the kids and the girls are like, how could I, the girls are like, how could I masturbate to this? Uh, the Willow Man, the Willow Maker. How am I gonna fucking get get aroused by this? How am I gonna fucking put a po- I'm gonna put a poster on, on my wall with him. For- I I said it the night Sting left. I said Jeff Hardy. Ooh, ooh, hey, me face paint, there? me standing cr- in balcony with that. I remember saying on Jean, what happened? You know, he he took over where Sting left, and it's and it sucks. And nobody there I, has the balls to say to Jeff. Jeff, great idea. But it's not the right time. You know, exactly. Maybe we're dying over here. We're drowning in debt and fucking people are leaving left and right. Can you be Jeff Hardy that we need you to be so we can sell some fucking tickets? Okay. Uh, we got Blackjack here. Uh, Dominic, uh, let me hear your uh, take on that commentary. King, got a lot of respect for you. Why are you <laughs> playing podcasts? of fucking morons that don't know shit from Shinola, okay? That's Anthony de Blasi, who pranks people on their hotline, does voices, he's Nick Nazi, he tells stories about everybody, he gets off on being a mark for his own self. Oh, really? He flies people in. 
He did it with Halloween and Damien 666 for an independent show years ago just to get himself noticed with Frank Goodman. He was Frank Goodman's ass kisser then, and he'll kiss anybody's ass and suck anybody's dick now just to make himself something in this business. He's talked about me on his hotline. He's talked about Jeff. He even made fun of lowlife Louis Ramos's brother when Louis Ramos's brother fell to his death doing construction. That motherfucker wow. is a piece of shit. One day somebody's going to see him in the fucking streets and beat the balls off of him. Kevin Castle, I have no idea who he is. I don't give a fuck. But Kevin Castle is hanging out with bad shit. All right? When you're sleeping with fucking dogs, you're going to wake up with fucking fleas, Jack. I got no respect yep. at all. I got no respect at all for, for Anthony DeBlasi. He's a cocksucker. He's a motherfucker. And he's a son of a bitch. One day somebody's going to beat the living hell out of him, break his fucking legs. And they're going to say, gee, he maybe fell down a flight of fucking stairs. We don't know. It was an accident. Don't hold back, man. I'll go toe-to-toe with that motherfucker. You bring him on here. I got plenty of words for him. <laughs> Maybe we'll arrange that. Blackjack, are you with us? If you don't know, you will have to call somebody, my brothers. What's oh, up, my Blackjack? God, what a thing to walk into. Yep. Uh, unbelievable. I heard that voice. I says, this is King Jordan's show. With J.J. and Blackjack and me. Maybe I ain't got too much say because I've been on here only five or six times, but that's a scumbag motherfucker. You shouldn't even be playing his shit. Play, play Taz's stuff. Nobody cares what Anthony de Blasi has to say. He's so full of himself. What were they saying? TNA asses? Well, I guess what, do they both want to be wrestlers? They both want to suck a wrestler's dick just so they can make it in the business? They ain't making it. Neither of the two of them making it, especially de Blasi. I'm sorry to <laughs> say that he's Italian, but he's a fucking disgraciado. He's a disgrace to the Italians. Exactly. Well, like if he's listening, guy. if I see that punk motherfucker, <laughs> because he left me a Nick Nazi message on my hotline. He'll deny he's Nick Nazi. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't, or maybe he's working with people. But every time I had the number traced, it traces back to him. So if he's listening and I hear your voice in any store, because I know where you live, I know where your store is, I know where you work, all right? You won't have to see me coming. You'll feel it. And there you go. All right, on the uh, issue of is Eric Young, J.J., a good choice to be TNA champion? Uh, yes, if, and why so? And no. Well, you know, it's, it's a very difficult because, as you mentioned, you know, as anyone, it's not just them, it's people just online. Whether you're on Twitter, Facebook, social media, everyone makes that comparison to Daniel Bryan. And I said before, you know, Eric Young, EY, you know, he's been there for, you know, TNA's been around for 12 years now. He's been there for maybe 10, 9, 8 years. And he's been through many different personas, whether he started out with Team Canada 
whether or not he dressed up as a turkey for Thanksgiving, uh, his partnership with ODB, and he was technically part of the women's tag team champions. You know, Eric Young has done it all. He's been in some crazy matches. He really puts his body on the line. You know, he is a fan. Chris State is a fan. Daniel Bryan is a fan. Or hate him. Even John Cena is a fan. Is a fan. All these guys who have been champion are fans of this business. So I can't hate anyone who all they ever wanted to be was a professional wrestler and one day be a world heavyweight champion for whatever company they work for WWE, TNA, ECW, WCW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, you know, AAA. If you're a wrestler in any promotion, your goal should be to be the champion, to be the man. And right now, Eric Young is that man. Whether or not they gave it to him because Daniel Bryan's hot in WWE, whether or not he'll be a successful champion, time will tell. You know, Magnus did the best he could. Chris Saban, I think he got the title just to kind of shock people, to get people to tune in. You know, Bully Ray was really at the peak with aces and eights, and he was a really the most, as Dominic said, the most hated heel in wrestling. I would compare him to any heel in WWE, and I would say Bully Ray was the number one heel in wrestling. He was so hated, and he was so great in his promos and his in-ring work, and then they took the title off him, and they put it to Chris Sabin, which to me was a huge shock. I was happy for Sabin. Uh, the title reign didn't last long. I think want to see this new champion where anything can happen in TNA. And, you know, we're seeing that with Eric Young. And he just had a really nice match with uh, Abyss this past Thursday. They did a Monsters Ball match. And he landed in some thumbtacks. It was a very physical, hardcore match. And, you know, he's a tough son of a gun. And I hope uh, he has a nice outing with Magnus this Sunday at Sacrifice. And I think uh, it's, it, time will tell whether or not EY is the champion for TNA. They're going to do their best to, you know, put him in the position that he is to whether he succeeds or fails. He can only do the best he can. He's very entertaining, but right now we're seeing a more serious Eric Young, and I think this is the time to unleash that serious Eric Young. He's still entertaining. He still will do some maybe wacky stuff, but right now he's a very serious champion, and I like that. I like the direction they're going in with Eric Young. Absolutely. Dominic is... Uh, Eric Young, a good choice for TNA World Champion. Yeah, I think he is. I think he's a very good choice. He's been there since, I think, day one. He's worn a mask. He's took his pants off in the ring. He does all the crazy gimmicks that they ask him, and that's why that's why he was a team player. The love interest of, of, of ODB, the growing of the beard, all the different things that they ask of Eric Young, he does. And that's what makes a team player. That's why everybody's always chanting, EY, EY, EY. And those other clowns that said putting the belt on him is like WWE putting it on Santino. Santino could be a good world heavyweight champion, but they're not using him at all in any kind of manner except for comedy. If they were to take him seriously, why not? Why not? Yeah. Only one I can really see uh, coming anywhere towards that championship is Bubba Ray Dudley. 
Yeah, me too. A big bully, whatever they want to call him these days. But it's going to come down to Bully Ray. And um, he might even take that title in New York. He uh, loves to hang and bang in New York. We like to party in New York. I think the atmosphere is going to be great for him. I think he'll probably take the title and probably wind up at Rick's uh, after the after the, the whole. When well, when's the title? That's what I'm, I'm predicting right now. Well, don't forget about Kurt Angle. He's still locked up there in TNA, and uh, he also would be a great champion. Yeah, without a what doubt. About? And he was a champion at least twice, I believe, right? I think so. Many times he was a TNA champion. He was technically the last NWA champion, even though their partnership ended, and the NWA doesn't acknowledge Kurt Angle as their champion. But Kurt Angle has been a heavyweight champion in TNA many times. Absolutely. Uh, Okay, now there's a lot of rumors, and actually not rumors anymore. Jeff Jarrett put out a press release. Uh, about this so-called new wrestling company. Dominic, do you believe that this company will be anything it cost maybe a Ring of Honor or a TNA? I hope so. I wish Jeff Jarrett a lot of luck. He's a hell of a nice guy. Uh, he's got the backing of, who's the country guy with him? Is it Keith uh, Urban? Keith, is it Keith Urban? Oh. I don't know. Yeah, I, see, I see it being a success. You know, um, Jeff Jarrett still has a working relationship with AAA in Mexico. Well, didn't he go down that road before with TNA? Yeah, he did. He just did a couple of shows this past, this past weekend for AAA. I mean, um, not for anything. I mean, it's going to wind up being WWE as far as uh, keeping... Um, the interest, uh, it's great to have a, another company rival uh, like TNA or WCW in the past, but we, we've seen what happened with that already, you know? Yep. They, they, I, I wish them well, but um, you got one organization that, out there that's going through classics on, a, on that network. I mean, um, they'll, they'll try to give them a run for their money, but um, it's going to fall in the, in the, into the same... Uh, Atmosphere is like TNA, I believe. TNA has had problems along the line. We yep. see them struggling with, with ideas and stuff like that. And, what, and what there's an old say? rule that if you don't have TV, you're sunk. But according to what I'm reading, Jeff Jarrett has got a deal with the country music channel, CMT. But what wrestlers do you, you want? I mean, who's out there? Of oh, any I don't, that right I don't know. I don't know who could be on his roster. Everybody's taken up already. They're either with TNA or with WWE or Ring of Honor. And we haven't seen Sting uh, actually in the WWE because he still yes, has a no complete clause to the TNA contract. Otherwise, we would have seen him already in action. Well, all yeah, we see him is with these the Legends deal with uh, WWE. And what I read that um, we won't see Sting on TV for at least a year. That's because, because of I his he contract. Was break the streak of it's not because you know it's because he won't get in the ring. It's because of the no compete clause. This yeah, is what people that's true. Yeah. People are failing to understand that. Right. 
Right, but he did, did work for the WWE. Yeah, but he, it's not actual co- competitive as a wrestler. Uh, he can do the talking all he wants, you know. Um, but um, as far as actual getting in the ring and competing, he can't do that yet. No, no he, he can't, can't do that. No because Now they and say that will. you can you can appear for another organization as long as you're not on television. So long if he wants right. to go to Ring of Honor and wrestle it, five it, or six it, it matches, to me at this present time, right, and nobody yeah, sees it, nobody will know. Absolutely, but uh, I did get the uh, WWE Network. They show a lot of good things. If you yep. notice, Raw went right off the air yesterday. What did, did you see that, Dominic? Yeah, I was surprised it ended when it did. It, it went off right like there. five minutes right. after. That's it. Only to be seen a few days later by the network. Right. That's the way to do it. Yep. Only a few minutes later by the network. Did you see that, J.J.? Well, yes, of course, uh, you know, as you were talking about Sting before, as uh, King was trying to say, we have seen Sting a part of the WWE television on the WWE Network. He was a part of Warrior Week last week on the network when they had tributes to the Ultimate Warrior. Sting did a video for Warrior talking about his career with him and the Blade Runners and talking about the... all of his times with the Ultimate Warrior. So that was the first time we ever saw Sting a part of WWE television. television. But uh, as you mentioned with Raw, yes, Raw went off the air pretty quick. But if you have the WWE Network, you instantly saw backstage pass. They had a dark match with Shield. Shield came to the ring, and they took out the Wyatts, the Wyatts who had surrounded John Cena, and they were singing, you got the whole world in his hands. The Shield came to the rescue, and they got the Wyatts out of the ring, and that was pretty much the end of, of Raw on the WWE Network. You had, of course, the backstage panel, which consisted of Josh Matthews, Booker T, Dolph Ziggler, and Alex Riley discussing what happened on Raw. It, it's funny because a lot of people mention that this show really isn't worth watching, the pre-show and post-show. But for some reason, I just enjoy their, them analyzing the show. You see it, you know, with Monday Night Football and the Super Bowl. They have pretty much an all-day pre-show. But it is kind of interesting just to hear the statistics and then to go over to recap in case you forgot what happened. You're busy in the week. You don't remember what exactly went down the week before. And they just touch little things here and there. And I find it kind of interesting. It's something that, you know, I look forward to seeing now that I have the network. That's the new age of wrestling of today. This is where we have uh, gotten to. Isn't that something, Dominic? I like the panel discussion like that, too. I like, I like it very much where they critique this stuff. Yeah. That's good. And, and you got a good host of guys doing that. Yeah. Especially Sergeant Slaughter, Booker T, uh, yeah. Ted DiBiase. Yes. So, what, uh, happened, what happened to Teddy Long? Is he still with WWE? He's still in that organization, yes. Uh, I figured so, but they're just not using him. Uh, he's seen it in the background. Oh, okay. Teddy Long was what, the last uh, GM? Yeah, yeah, that was his last thing, or assistant GM or something. Yeah. Didn't he well, they used to have a peanut head back in the day. <laughs> I don't did know who started cancer? that, but that was funny. Dominic, did he have cancer? Did who have cancer? Teddy. No, I don't think so. I didn't hear anything about that. 
necessary, but he did have a rep for weight loss from WCW days to WWE days. Yeah, that's some good eating and watching your, your, your weight. Sometimes you're forced to do that. <laughs> Teddy Long, yeah, when he was in WCW managing, who did he manage? The Harlem Heat? Doom. Doom. Butch Reed and Ron Simmons. Well, okay, yeah, he was one of the bright, you know, managers he over managed there. He managed Danny Spivey, I think. He managed a whole bunch of people, Teddy Long. Yeah, yeah he was definitely used better over there. Yeah, as a manager, rumors, yeah. There's rumors that Vicky Guerrero is uh, completely finished with WWE. Did you hear that, JJ? Yes, I heard uh, she's actually, I think, going back to college, and she's getting her uh, either a master's or a degree. She's working on, on something outside of wrestling right now, so she may either take time off or she will just finish up her run with uh, the WWE. But right now she's still very much a part of the WWE, but I definitely think in, uh, in a matter of time will soon the WWE will start to phase her out little by little. And as they told to, to Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold Steve Austin, Outdoor is always welcome back for you, so uh, yeah. she'll be welcome back in, in a few years' time or a few months' time. She'll be back. I yeah. think so, because they said the door was left open for her on good terms and all exactly. that. Exactly. I heard she's really a sweetheart, even though that, excuse me, sounds like nails on a blackboard, but Vicky, Vicky's all right. She's unbelievable, definitely. Yeah. Just to let you know, they are replaying the main event currently on WWE Network. I thought they were going to show the special with the Hulk and the Rock. I guess they're just coming up. You know what I'm talking about, JJ? Yeah, it should be coming up. WrestleMania Rewind, in which they're going to be talking, discussing the Rock and Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 18. You'll hear in-depth analysis of superstars talking about what it was like when they watched it guys, uh, like, hopefully they'll have even footage of Rock discussing it, and of course Hogan, but superstars of today, like Dean Ambrose, Cesaro, Bryan, who, you know, weren't even in the WWE at the time, will be talking about that match, so it's very cool to hear the guys of today talk as fans, so WrestleMania Rewind, definitely one of my favorite shows to watch on the network. Hopefully they'll be coming up pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. And let's hear that Sting interview that he talked about Warrior from the WWE. His his size, his intensity. I mean, he he just he was he was one of those kind of guys that just he wasn't just big. He was kind of freaky. He had a freaky build, a freaky physique. And when he walked through the room or through the gym or anywhere else, people went, oh. you know, he, his shoulders were like this. You know, he was just gigantic. I was two hundred and sixty-two or three pounds. He was 285 pounds, and he made me look like just a regular guy. We sent out press kits. Uh, we sent out press kits all over the world, actually, even in, uh, to uh, Japan and into England. And We got one phone call back. It was about three days later, but we got a phone call back from Jerry Jarrett. And uh, he said, yeah, I'm looking at a picture, and I got four guys in this picture, but he says, I can only use two of you. And so Jim was at my house in, in California, Southern California. I was on one line. He was on another line. He said, well, which two do you want? He goes, I want the two guys to the far left in this picture I'm looking at. There was only one picture we had of all four of us like that. That was Jim Helwig and me. So we said, perfect. 
So we got in the car, my 83 T-Bird, and we left California, and we drove uh, about three days before uh, Thanksgiving 1985, we drove out to Nashville, Tennessee, and that's where it started. The ultimate warrior was the ultimate warrior. <laughs> when people want to talk about one of the greatest physiques in pro wrestling <laughs> history, they're going to say, oh, ultimate warrior is going to be right up there, you know. He's going to be in the at the top or, you know, the top two or three. I mean, freak. He looked like a freak. Um, you had kids that had Halloween costumes. You had kids that are now adults that dressed up like him for Halloween and for different parties and, you know, and, and looked up to him. And, and he became a superstar, and he was in the, the living rooms of families and homes all over the world, and he had impact on all those families. And he had kids that wanted to be a pro wrestler because of him. I mean, that, that really speaks volumes right there. You know, they wanted to be like the ultimate warrior. <laughs> that, that's pretty amazing. I mean, his, his legacy, I mean, I, I know he affected kids, especially kids, all over the place, all over the world. And uh, Sting, uh, very good to hear him, uh, Dominic, right? On the WWE yeah, level. I heard that. I heard that thing actually today on PW Insider, the Stinger talking about Ultimate Warrior. But one part you didn't play, and this kind of grossed me out. He said Ultimate Warrior used to put a can of tuna fish and orange juice in a blender and drink it, and said, "There you go. I got my citrus and my protein all in one time." I said, oh, God, that shit must have tasted nasty. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. You send me to really? the bathroom. I'd be in there all day. Oh, yeah, my God. They'd be uh, sliding newspapers under the bathroom door. Here, you're in there. Read the paper, at least. Holy cow. That's, uh, wow. But, and, <laughs> I, and I know the picture that Sting is talking about. Um... Sting and Warrior are on one side, and there's two other big, huge guys on the other side. You I don't never know heard who they the were, other two, did you? Who was it? Who were the other two? I never heard of them. I don't I know. I never heard of the other two. I don't know. One guy looked like he could have been Latino or a light-skinned black guy with a mustache, but had a great build, and so did the other guy. I don't know who the other two guys were in that picture, but Sting and Warrior are on the left-hand side of that shot. But the other two guys were big and massive also. Uh, yeah, and they said they wanted the picture with the, the guys on the left. And that's right, in that right. Career. And they, wear, they wore uh, mascara in the Blade Runner era. It was really yeah, they showed that part of the video also, yeah. They tried a few yeah. different things. Hairstyles, facial stuff. And they went with what worked for them. Oh, no question. And uh, uh, at night uh, yesterday, they were showing the Madison Square Garden. It must have been 1987, where Bird and came out. They didn't even have music. That's how old it was. And, uh, and uh, Blackjack, you probably saw the uh, Legends House with Gene Oakland and Billy Jim, who looks great. Uh, J.J., you probably saw that, too. Hillbilly Jim, talking about... He looks better now than he did in his, uh, in his last stint with WWE. Yeah, they were all looking Jim. good. 
Yeah, well, Howard Fink will put on about 50 pounds, but... <laughs> you Pat might see him next to... year, and uh, he'll look look a lot different. That's true. It's true. And he's been losing Pat... a little bit since he since the last since that was done. So uh, he he's on the path. You know, you you know you 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 don't stay as active as he once was. You know, and you know age sometimes catches up to you, or you know, part of life. Well, he's still looking well, good though. Good show. You this too, Dominic. When Warrior was good, saying, though, the old guys, from what I seen in that in that Legends house, Duggan will always look the same. Blackjack yeah. Oakland looks the same. Yeah, how yeah. how would Finkel got heavy? Hillbilly Jim looks great. Hillbilly Jim looks great. Looks yeah. like Nash a little. Yep. But who was the Warrior referring to, Blackjack, when he said that Jimmy? Morang Award. Maybe you know because you've been over in there close to 35 years. So who is he talking about? It was a about? guy that was um, handled the, the merchandise, as far as the merchandise. Um, he was part of the ring crew as, as well. Um, he was a, a good friend of uh, uh, Captain uh, of... Uh, Captain Ivan. Right. He always looked out for uh, uh, the general wrestling fan and stuff like that. And um, he just looked out for a lot of people with the shirts and the hats and everything else back in the day, you know. And to go on with that list, uh, they should put the Brooklyn Baller in that award for the Hall of Fame, in that part. Yeah, Wait, Brooklyn Brawler, he, he too looked out for people, you know, people such as uh, Captain Ivan of the world and stuff like that, you know, who who was uh, who gave a lot uh, towards the boys and stuff like that, you know. What about you, Dominic? Would you like to see the Brooklyn Brawler inducted? I'm surprised yeah, you weren't even inducted in Madison um, Square Garden and uh, last year. And he was one of the first names that I've heard, you know, uh, through the rumor mill. Um, it would have been Brooklyn Brawler as part of the, the Hall of Fame, which would have been great, you know, New York City, Brooklyn. Yep. So I don't always know what happened with that. I Always wrestled with that ripped Yankee shirt on. Yeah. So... His gimmick figure is good too. It looks just like that. <laughs> yeah. He's been around a long time, right, JJ? Oh, yeah, he's been around for like forever. Oh, yeah, I, I remember watching Brooklyn Brawler, even in the, you know, now that I have the WWE Network, and I'm able to rewatch some of those old Monday Night Raws uh, back from 93. You know, he was wrestling then, and he was still jobbing the guys, you know, so. You know, Brawler's been around for a while. He still looks the same. Uh, he's definitely worked with everybody. I mean, he's literally worked with everybody. He's made people look good in the ring. He's had a, a nice run. He's someone who doesn't really get acknowledged as much because you always are focused on the star. You never focused on the guy who's, you know, helping the star look good. But uh, Brooklyn Brawler definitely deserves his place among the Hall of Fame just for the work that he's done and he's not really recognized for. Frank Amato calls those guys the unsung heroes. The guys yeah. like Johnny Rods, Jose Estrada, 
Frank the Gypsy Rodriguez. You, you saw them win once in a blue moon, but they were always in there against guys like Mario Milano, um, Ivan Koloff, and basically they were doing the jobs for these guys, but they're the unsung heroes that made a match really, really great. I mean, you know, you watch the match with, with Tony Guerrero and Johnny Rods. To me, I think Johnny Rods was the better wrestler, but they always put over Tony Guerrero. And uh, that's going back in the day, of course. But uh, next yeah, year, uh, <laughs> yeah, Cass uh, even said know. on his podcast that Johnny Rods trained him, and he said Johnny Rods trained us a little bit. But he said your best way to learn is go out there and get in the ring, and that's how you learn hands-on experience. And he also said Bruno Sammartino was his idol growing up. And he says he was my inspiration to get into wrestling. Oh, really? Yep. Interesting. Do you remember Brooklyn Brawler when he was under uh, another gimmick? He had white paint. I think they might oh, even yeah. call him MVP. Yeah, Something he was MVP. That. He was Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Yes. Yeah. And he was Kamala's second as kimchi. <laughs> Because wow. he used Friday. Friday, I think, was Nightmare Danny Davis. I think we start our petition to have uh, Brooklyn Roller inducted in next year's Hall of Fame, man. I think they should. I really do. And I think Sid should get his due also. Sid, uh, you know, is a big, he won titles in WWE and WCW, world titles. Shawn Michaels, he beat in WWE. And uh, just an all-around good career for Sid. Dan Hansen is in, isn't he? Uh, Blackjack, you might know what that, was that What was that question? Stan Hansen. What about him? He's in the Hall of Fame for WWE, isn't he? I don't think so. Uh, I was asking Frank Amato that. He said, no, I thought for sure Stan Hansen. No, I don't think so. Right off the top of my head to say no, I, I, I don't think it happened. I don't think uh, so. He belongs yeah. in there, too. Especially if it came from Frank Amato, not even uh, acknowledging that as well. So I, I don't think so. Yeah, see? All right. We were talking about other guys that belong. Professor Tanaka, Waldo Von Erich, Gene Kaniski. Ravishing Rick Rude. Yeah, Rude's not in it. Macho Man should be in it. Owen Hart should be in it. Well, you know who should be even in it? I mean, as a personal person, a person of main interest. I've known this man since 1972, and that's Professor Elliot Marin. Well, agree, Dominic, or disagree? Uh, you can agree and you can disagree, but if Vince McMahon could put in his chauffeur, then he can put in Professor Elliot. There you go. Elliot, if it wasn't for Elliot, we wouldn't have had the Allentown and Hamburg tapings on time to watch on TV the night after the races. Elliot delivered all that stuff. And only once was a repeat because Elliot had the flu. Other than that, 
Professor Elliott used to bring all the tapes. That's why we got to see him right up to date because he brought them. He did the traveling with it, and he made sure we got to see our stuff on TV. And he's on every MSG show taking the wrestlers' robes. I would, I would definitely put Professor Elliott in the in, in the Hall of Fame. Yes, yes. Now that Scott Hall seems to be better, JJ, what about having the whole NWO in the in the Hall of Fame? Well, not the hey, whole yo. one, but main three. Hey, I definitely think that's something next to do. Uh, as a lot of people pointed out, the WWE inducted Razor Ramon, and I think they did that on purpose because, yes, that's their character, but at the same time, they leave it open to induct Scott Hall as part of the NWO. Of course, the original three, which really made the impact and changed the industry in the late 90s. I mean, the NWO was a game changer, and it was one of the reasons why WCW was the number one wrestling promotion in the world was because of the NWO, and uh, they definitely earned their place. They made history, so you have to acknowledge it. They acknowledged the four horsemen, even though Ric Flair was already inducted. They inducted him a second time. You know, Hogan's already been inducted. Scott Hall's already been inducted. But, I can uh, definitely see it happening in black and, and yeah. white. Uh, there was definitely a lot of uh, uh, black and white uh, in New Orleans. There was a, a mass uh, flood of them as far as uh, people dressing like Hogan and uh, and uh, Hall and uh, and Nash. I, th- I thought it was great. And they had even the, the red and yellow with Hogan. So they had two forms. So they'll definitely will get back and, and bringing back the NWO and probably inducting them. I'd be shocked if they didn't. How can they not? Uh, I absolutely agree. All right, I got some uh, little tidbit here. Matt Hardy offers a deal like uh, for the wrestling fans attending canceled because he canceled Extreme Rising events. So, uh, J.J., are you familiar with Extreme Rising? Um, I've heard of it, but I'm not too familiar with it, no. Okay, apparently it's like an ECW, and uh, uh, he was booked, and he did not show up. And uh, that's been his problem, Matt Hardy. Uh, they book him for somewhere and he doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. If you had a girl like Rebby Sky in your house, would you leave? <laughs> well, that's a different story. I wouldn't leave the house. I'd call a store, yo, deliver me a, a quart of milk, a dozen eggs, and a pound mm-hmm. of bacon. I'm staying in bed all day long. <laughs> JJ, do you think Bray Wyatt or the Wyatt family will turn face? Wow. Uh, You know, when you look at the way Bray Wyatt has been in the WWE, especially the last few months, and then WrestleMania, where you get a very loud, passionate uh, fan base, the night after WrestleMania on Raw is always a very loud, again, passionate fans who are singing along with Bray Wyatt now. So many people are joining this sort of Wyatt bandwagon, and whether or not uh, the WWE is admitting it, uh, even this past Monday on Raw, they did a WWE app poll in which the fans could vote 
for John Cena's opponent on Raw. You could vote for Luke Harper in a one-on-one match with Cena. You could vote Cena in a handicap match, two-on-one, versus Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Or you could vote for John Cena against all three members of the Wyatt family in a three-on-one match. And if you're assuming, since John Cena is so popular with kids in the other universe, they have this love-hate relationship, you would think that the fans would vote for a one-on-one match. So that way Cena could dominate and win. But that's not what happened this Monday night on Raw. According to the poll results, the fans voted for the three-on-one handicap match. They wanted to see the Wyatts destroy John Cena. And John Cena's reaction was priceless. He looked already, before the match even started, he looked heartbroken that the fans wouldn't vote for him and that they would want to see him get his ass whooped by all three members of the Wyatts. I mean, John Cena was priceless in that moment. And it seems that the fans are following the buzzards. They're getting behind Bray Wyatt. He's saying a lot of goofy things. I never understand his promos, but I just, I'm so, <laughs> so into the character. The character is just fascinating to me. And, you know, his wrestling, I don't know if his wrestling is there yet to be a main eventer, but definitely he's got the fans behind him. They're singing the songs. He's got the whole world in his hands, you know. That's something that it's very strange that a heel, a guy who you're supposed to boo and jeer is getting so much attention and love from the fans. They love this guy. They're really interested in this character. But right now he's still sort of walking that line. He's still the heel. But it wouldn't surprise me in time, much like we saw with the Shield. The fans loved the Shield. The Shield came into the WWE. They destroyed everybody in their way, from John Cena to Daniel Bryan to CM Punk to Randy Orton, to The Rock, to... Undertaker. Even The Undertaker. The Shield took care of business, and the fans got behind them. That's because all three members of Shield, even individually, they're good wrestlers. Dean Ambrose, intense, crazy, off the wall. Seth Rollins, you know, he's just a suicide bomber. He's always putting himself in these daredevil positions where he's very reckless and crazy, but he's so much fun to watch. Even Roman Reigns, I think I've, uh, he was someone I wasn't a huge fan of at the start, but he's impressed me so much the past few months. He's stepped up. He's really taken control as the powerhouse of the Shield. He has all these new sort of moves that he's got, like the Superman punch. The, uh, That's the great. I love that move. You know, he's kind of cocked his stuff. He punches it into the mat. And then he just kind of runs full force and does that flying punch. It's just awesome. Even that drop kick he does when his opponent is at ringside with their, their they're hung over on the rope. He runs from the floor and does this flying drop kick. These are great moves for Roman Reigns, and they get a nice pop from the fans. So, you know, I think we're seeing that with the Wyatts. They're still in the heel phase. But it wouldn't surprise me if down the line they do turn face. I don't think it's going to happen this quick. I don't think it'll even happen by SummerSlam. But it wouldn't surprise me in time that we do see the Wyatts turn face. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it will happen eventually, I think. I think right now the fans are chanting for the Wyatts, and they're loving the Wyatts because they're after Cena. That's true, too. And fans, fans really ain't digging Cena, so that's why they're cheering for the Wyatts. Yeah. The Shield, when they came in, like you said, 
The fans loved him. No matter who they beat up, the fans loved it. They yeah. liked that gang mentality. And as good guys and as bad guys, the shield is way over. I, I love all three of them. Yeah. They're all different, yet they all work well together. Absolutely. Do you see them turning face down there? The Shield, I think they're their faces already. The Wyatts, it's going to take them a while. I think if yeah. the Wyatts feuded with big-time fan favorites like, oh, I don't know, give me three guys. Sheamus. Uh, Big E. Yeah, all right. Sheamus, Big E, Langston, and Big Show. I think they would cheer for Big Show's team. I don't think they would cheer for the Wyatts. It's a pretty good match, though, by the way. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to email McMahon as soon as I get done. Yo, put this on Monday night. You've already heard it. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the uh, topic of The Undertaker has been coming up. Will he or won't he uh, be retiring? Let's start it off with JJ. What's your opinion? Oh, wow. It's it's so difficult because you know, I went into WrestleMania 30. I just thought, no doubt in my mind, the streak will continue. And we saw the match. We saw it, you know, maybe wasn't Undertaker's best match. Again, there was a reason for that. He did suffer a concussion very early on in the match. And it might have made him just a little bit off at the same time. Even if he didn't have that concussion, that was Brock Lesnar's match. It was Brock Lesnar dominating The Undertaker and eventually defeating the streak, which a lot of people aren't happy about, but it's happened. It's it's over with. And uh, the question is whether or not The Undertaker is over with. You know, he was rushed to the hospital immediately. There's reports that maybe he, he passed out backstage and they just wanted to examine him, make sure he was all right. Vince McMahon himself left WrestleMania. This is his baby, his show of all shows. He left WrestleMania to be by the Undertaker's side. So it was very serious. And you have to question, if you're the Undertaker, do you want to have another match? We just saw the Ultimate Warrior come back. He was on top of the world. He made peace with everyone who, you know, he crossed paths with. We were at the Hall of Fame. He was at Raw. And then the next night, he died. He suffered a heart attack. I'm not saying that's going to happen to The Undertaker, but it definitely makes you look at your life and think, what's more important, my life or going into the ring for one more match? And I don't know if one more match is really what The Undertaker needs. If he ends his career on a, on a down note, it would be sad and unfortunate, but at the same time, I'd rather he be healthy and safe. I think everybody has that dream match of Undertaker, Sting, WrestleMania 31, and forget whoever wins the match. The, the stipulation for that match should be that both men retire. Sting, Taker, no matter who wins, both men retire. That's what I personally would like to see. I hope we haven't seen the last of The Undertaker, but if this is the end of The Undertaker, he's had a tremendous career. He's done some of the most amazing things. The streak with WrestleMania was so phenomenal. After the night for the last, you know, five years, he's had a tremendous career, and I respect the hell out of the guy, but uh, I don't know if we'll see him come back or not. Time will tell if he has that one more match left in him. I think if he does, we'll definitely be his last match. Dominic, what's your thoughts? 
I got to agree with J.J. for sure, man. I didn't want the streak to end. I wanted it to keep on going. But a dream match, and I wouldn't care who wins neither, Sting against Undertaker. Personally, I'd like to see it go to a draw because I wouldn't want to see Undertaker lose yet again. Yeah. That could go to a draw and then have them both retire. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of hugs and handshakes in the ring. Mutual respect. I love yeah. you. You love me. Our careers were great. Now it is time to hang it up. Well, that, would thing, be a, Matt, that would be a great way to end it. I thought it did end already. I mean, uh, what are they going to do with the, with the Undertaker? I mean, that, that's it. It's finished. Now they can go back and relive his career on, on the network. Forget about it. I mean, it's going to be so devastating again towards wrestling fans for Taker to come back and beat Brock. Do you really think he, he can do it? I mean, there were some doubts to begin with, realistically. It's over. Well, one more match he could do, and especially now, nobody would know who won since Undertaker already was. Uh, obviously, the fans took it to a devastating level. I mean, they they, they, show, they show that um, a lot of wrestling fans and, and press people were all shocked. They were stunned by the last reaction. So move on from Undertaker now. Maybe Sting can come in and try to up, up lift uh, Sting's uh, career. Who, who knows? You know, but I, I think that's just the Undertaker. We, we've seen that. We've seen that. Seen that. That is funny. That is what the fans want to see. They will pay 60 bucks to see Undertaker and Sting. I don't care if they're 75, 75 years old each. Undertaker <laughs> and Sting, as long as they're in the ring, and, you know, they have their walkers with them. As long as they can figure out a way to get into that ring, people want to see Undertaker and Sting. Vince McMahon knows that he puts Okay, Hulk you really want to see that match? Here's what you do. Go on this, on this uh, 360 stuff there, the, 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 the video games. Undertaker in a, in a match like that. that. No questions about it. You will see Sting and the Undertaker next year. Write that down. What's make that video game, game system? <laughs> make up the characters in the video game. There you go. That's the only way to do it, brother. Because <laughs> that match alone will generate so much talk, so much heat, so much revenue. You know, and you got to give problem. compassion toward their bodies now. You know what I'm saying? We're getting at that age where yeah, things aren't working like they used to. You know, you, you want to think so. You, you feel they the will, same on the inside, but on the outside, it's As long as we could get them those, and Sting is Mark in great shape. brought that to a reality. Yeah. Sting just wrestled four months ago. He, he looked great. He looked better than a lot of WWE wrestlers. Dominic, you've seen him in TNA. Been Sting yep. okay for somebody 55? He Sting, looks fine. definitely. And Absolutely. the fans cheer for him. You still got it. You still got Listen. it. That's Listen, right. The wrestling fans would even have liked to see the Ultimate Warrior get back in the ring. And he even said himself, yeah. it ain't happening. Yeah. Ultimate Warrior said it ain't happening. But Sting was still going until he left TNA. Oh, what the year can do in, uh, being inactive like that, you know what I'm saying? It's going to help to still be active wrestling. 
you know, uh, when you're not wrestling actively like that, you know, things start to creep up on you. That's all I'm saying. I was you know, they were cheering that for, for when they brought Ricky Steamboat back briefly. But then he yep. got a concussion and he could no longer wrestle. You but he was doing stuff he never did during his career. Like that, but let's give some capacity toward their, their physical well-being. And their yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Sting wants to go, and Sting should be told, Sting should go out on his own terms. He's an icon. He's a legend. If he wants to wrestle... Start for these YouTubes and, and videotapes and Netflix and everything else If he doesn't now. want to wrestle, let, then let him not wrestle. You know, people tried to put Macho Man, you know, oh, it's time for him to retire. You know what? It's time for the, you know, when, when the wrestler says it's time, it's time. And that's that. And Ric Flair, he was almost 60 years old when he fought Shawn Michaels. And he put on one of the best WrestleMania That's matches nice in history. And you hope that the man, you say, why did he get in the ring like that? Come on. He was still getting in the ring. He even uh, took the, the place of uh, CM Punk for a couple of matches. That's true. And he and then they, he gets back to the ring and they, they, they look at him and they say, why did he do that? Because he loved the, the sport. He loved the wrestling. Granted, but there's a certain place and time where you just got to stop. You got to call it quits. Well, Sting is not calling it quits. He would it's not under- have been hit. Right. Maybe Sting quits. Sting wants to go. There's no doubt Sting wants to go. He's the he wants to go best. last month. He wants to go at WrestleMania time, but he couldn't. Uh, due to the uh, contractual agreement with uh, TNA and his contract. He's been a loyal uh, person with that TNA and WCW for the longest time. The problem is whether or not Undertaker will be able to have one more match. I'm not denying the fact Sting could possibly wrestle one more match, but can the Undertaker? He's got a little girl with Michelle McCool, and he has to put his family first. So whether or not the Undertaker can come back, that's a big question. Sting, there's no doubt he'll be at WrestleMania, but will The Undertaker? That's the question. See, Undertaker comes around once a year now like a novelty act. Sting was still active until he left TNA. Very much Undertaker. active. And On Thursday, every Thursday night, you'd see Sting. Hey, listen, even Hulk Hogan wants to get in the ring still, but, you know, come on. He's realistically... He, 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 he was saying to himself, that would say never. Hogan would get in the ring to, uh, next month for SummerSlam. He would get in the ring. Wrestled a couple of weeks ago. You know, eight weeks ago, Sting was in TNA wrestling. Hogan was not wrestling. The last time Hogan wrestled was in 2010, if you want to call it a wrestling match, when he teamed up with... Uh, Listen, if, he, if Hogan was able, he would have wrestled a match against John Cena at last. Well, not able. Forget about Hogan. Hogan cannot wrestle anymore unless you put him in a 10-man tag or something like that where he don't even have to go in. But, King, I'm telling you that he would want to if he could. Of That's all I'm would. saying. But Sting is able, and Sting looks better than a lot of the guys. And hey, a lot can happen in a year's time. That's all I got to say. You will Sting said 31 is my new favorite number. You know why? Because that's a hint that he's going to be at WrestleMania 31 wrestling. 
Now, if it, I hope it's against The Undertaker, and we will see. And The Undertaker is like eight years younger than Sting. So, you know. He's not in shape as Sting, though. Taker is not in as good shape as Sting, and that's the problem. Uh, absolutely. That's why, yeah, he, he should have got himself better for this WrestleMania match. I don't know. He didn't seem right. And, uh,. Everybody at the pay-per-view that was paying close attention, uh, he didn't come out right. The intro didn't look right. He usually has a super, you know, amazing intro when he comes out. Uh, he, he didn't even come out. He just came out to his regular music. I don't you know. You know to be a good one. With. You put Sting against Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels can still go. Yeah, oh. there you go. That's that's also another dream match yep. that people have been eyeing on. Things are Sean Eichel, similar. Sean uh, said that he wouldn't come out of retirement, but I mean, if he ever did, that would be the match to do it. Sting. Yep. I mean, the ultimate WWE guy against the ultimate WCW guy. Yep. I think that that will be the dream match. It's loyal to their company, and both both great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dominic, uh, you you have your birthdays on you. Buddy Jen? Is what? Do you have your uh, birthday list? For today? Well, yes. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do, as oh, a matter okay. of fact. Uh, today's birthdays were Miguel Perez, um, Lupus, who used to be with the old ECW days. Um, let's see. Electro from Mexico. Pepper Gomez. What? Pepper Gomez. Hector Gomez. Pepper Gomez. Oh, Pepper Gomez. Um, no, he might. He was the other day. Oh. Uh, Blue Demon Senior, Electro Shock, Mikey Henderson, Japanese star Saya Endo, and one of the old-time guys, Gorilla Flores. Wow. And Luis Ortiz. Uh, Ezekiel Jackson, oh. Omar Atlas, who used to be Buddy Marino. Hey, Dominic, you're always giving out these birthdays and stuff. When is your birthday? I, after all these years, I never really knew your birthday. March 29th. Oh, that's right. Okay. And you share the same it, birthday with Professor Elliot. Yes. Yeah, that's yep. right. Okay. Okay. Any more birthdays? So we have, no, that's uh, it for today. What about the celebrities? Ah, the celebrities. Well, the celebrity wing. All right, celebrity birthdays. Ah, uh, Glenn Campbell. If you want me to sing Rhinestone Cowboy, just let me know. Um, we also got <laughs> Sherry Shepard from The View. Um, we got Peter Frampton. Oh. We got Aaron Spelling. Oh. Director, I think he directed uh, Mannix and all them other shows from back in the day. And I think that's it on the celebrities. Oh, Jack Nicholson and baseball oh. player Warren Spahn, one of the all-time great pitchers of baseball. Wow. That's a, a nice uh, lunch, uh, the, the birthday party. Yeah, you know. That would uh, definitely be. But, uh, okay, Extreme Rules... So far, 
Cade will not win this match. They're building it up. Uh, uh, but if you look on paper, Dominic, how is uh, Daniel Bryan really supposed to be tamed? Very easy. Just be Daniel Bryan that he that he is. And I think I, I think he can take Kane down. Well, We've seen Kane at his highest point. We've seen Kane at his at, at his weakest, as corporate Kane. Daniel Bryan is on such a high right now in the WWE. Ain't nothing gonna stop him now. I tell you what, I've never seen a guy get get a hell of a beating. You know, getting uh, handcuffed and. Um, yeah, beating that he's gotten in the last uh, couple of months before getting that title, it's been unbelievable. This guy could definitely t- take a lot of uh, beating, man. I never seen nothing like it. They beat me up like that, I'd be freaking dead. Oh man! <laughs> the pile drives them on on top of those iron steel uh, steps, and yep. I tell yep. you, that's it's it. There's nothing, nothing fake to that. Yep. Anything can happen, man. And then they did it on the announce table, and the announce table didn't break. That had a freaking hurt. He did get a stinger. He went to the hospital, and he did get a stinger. So that was real. Remember Spike Dudley used to take all those beatings in the ECW? Yeah, that was another guy that used to take some beatings like that. Yeah, Spike Dudley, yeah, and he was only 150 pounds. But they Um, actually handcuffed this boy. Handcuffed... it was a hand to his back. Yep. Yeah. He came the um, refrain from getting so, so such a, a beating, man. I couldn't believe it. He can't even protect himself. Right. There you go. Yeah. Yep. All right. This is an interesting question, and we'll play it back uh, next year. Next year at this time, will CM Punk be in the WWE? Let's go around the panel. Oh, hell yeah, definitely. He'll be back in there. Come on, well, of course, never hey, doubt. Hold on. Hold on. JJ, since he's from Chicago, you started off. Next year oh, at this no. time, we'll see him punk be in WWE. You know, I would hope so. I'm not sure. You're asking me to on the spot, yes or no. I really don't know. All up to him. Uh, he's not back right now. If there was ever a time to come back, now's the time. As we mentioned with Undertaker and Sting, He's not getting any younger. Granted, it's only a year away. I mean, he's not going to get uh, too old too much, especially right now he's not wrestling, but his body is beat up. Mick Foley did a, a blog on Facebook about CM Punk and saying every time that you know Foley went into the WWE for an appearance, Punk was always hurt. He was always in the training office, you know, icing his muscles. The guy was always hurt. And now he's got time to heal up. He's got time to clear his head. He's got time to figure out what he wants to do, if he can make it outside of wrestling, if he wants to come back. The ball's in his court, you know. It's sad that he's so frustrated with the direction of the company, the direction of himself, that he just can't take it anymore. We've seen guys like Ultimate Warrior, guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin, who were really frustrated with their creative direction, and then they, you know, you know, left the WWE. Austin refused to put over Brock Lesnar because he thought that was a pay-per-view quality match and not something you do for free. Punk is in a situation where he's not happy with something, and he took his ball and he went home. I would love to see Punk back. You know, I, I didn't go to March, uh, the March 3rd Raw just because I knew Punk wasn't going to be there. If Punk was going to be there, I would have went. I really would have. But, uh 
Even the WWE has a pay-per-view in the June coming to Chicago. Payback, June 1st. You know, normally I would love to go to that. But, you know, Punk not in Chicago, that's not something I want to see. He has such a hold over the city of Chicago. You saw it on March 3rd when the people were chanting for him nonstop for three hours. I would love to see Punk back, but I really don't know. I do think he will be back in the WWE. There's no doubt in my mind, much like Brett, much like Hogan, much like Warrior, much like Bruno and Austin, they all come back to the WWE. He will be back in the WWE. He will mend fences with He will get you know back with them because at the same time, they pretty much own his life. His life in wrestling is in the WWE. His biggest moments happened here. And if he ever wants to come back and to sell DVDs and hopefully not get an ultimate destruction of CM Punk, shoot DVD that the WWE did to Warrior and they badmouth Punk, hopefully they don't take that route and go that far, but hopefully he comes back, they make amends, they start selling merchandise and things go back to the way they were. I do think I question is I don't know when. It could be a month from now, could be a year from now, could be ten years from now, but I really honestly don't know. All right, Blackjack, what do you think? All I got to say is he will be back. Just like J.J. said, he named off the people that said they wouldn't come back, uh, either physically in the ring or just to come back as an appearance. They did come back. And once you get wrestling in your system like that, it's always hard to say no at the at the given uh, right time in life. And he'll be back. How can he not be back? You know, come on. Let's be realistic here right now. He will be back. This guy is a great wrestler. He turned things around for him. He changed the uh, WWE's mind of how they even felt about him as a wrestler coming in from ROH. He'll be back. Come on. Dominic? I think he'll be back in WWE also. If he's not, he'll probably wind up in Japan. Uh, But I think, like you said, within a year from now, he could do a couple of tours of Japan and still be back. Absolutely. He could do a couple of tours of Mexico and come back. Yeah, but Eventually why do you want to go to back Japan, WWE. A person of his caliber, he don't need to go to Japan or, no. or Australia. He needs to go back home. He'll, be go, he'll go back there. I could see him going to ROH possibly then maybe. Yeah, yeah he's doing a tour of ROH too, but eventually he'll be back with Vince. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially when you got Triple H... I mean, he's uh, a great spokesman to, to these uh, wrestlers uh, that have disagreements with the, the the old management and stuff like that. Right. And Triple H, come on. He, he's done a lot and a lot of say-so as well as bringing people back, you know. Even with Batista and Orton re- reuniting uh, the evolution back there. I'm surprised they didn't even bring back Flair yet, but that's another issue altogether. Yeah, when they were showing the video package on Raw of Evolution, they did everything in their best to try to not show anything of Flair. Yeah. Right? You saw that? Yeah, there's a reason, because I don't think they want Flair back because of his age. And if Ric Flair gets to the ring, even if he's just a manager, forget him wrestling, if he gets worked up, we don't want to have another Jerry Lawler incident where he has a heart attack on live national television. 
Yeah, but bird, really. yeah, I, I he think he's good to go for the moment because he just wrestled uh, about like three months, months back. So I don't really think it's the issue of that. I just think there's uh, if they, they they still might bring him back. You know what I'm saying? Depending on how evolution, how they're gonna take it. You know, they could still possibly bring back Ric Flair. Triple H has a lot of respect for Ric Flair, and he's got a lot of respect for old timers. You know, such as Ric Flair and the Bruno San Martino and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And the Carl Kowalskis. So, you know, he's a real persona uh, as far as wrestling goes. You know what I'm saying? He goes goes back with these guys out of respect. He used to love and idolize Ric Flair, you know? So I don't see why he yeah. wouldn't bring him back. Storyline. Remember, he lost that last to Shawn Michaels and WWE don't count KNA. So he hasn't even wrestled for WWE since that situation uh, against HBK back in uh, 2008. So uh, then I don't see that happening. Okay, last question on this. I got a question for you guys. Where do you think AJ Styles is going to wind up? It's a very good question. Yeah. All depends on his attitude. Uh, he could end up in the WWE. Hopefully, you know. Um, he, there's been some uh, personal problems uh, as far as uh, him talking with people in that organization, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a personal thing at the moment. So I think uh, possibly he can show up in WWE, but just when, who knows? Yeah, you know, yeah, I'd love when they had that. Raw, when I was watching Raw last night, <clears throat> and Triple H, Evolution, they were standing on the stage with all the mid-card bad guys, like last week. And they were backing down from the Shield. And when the Shield saw everybody else come out, they were going to go after them up the ramp. Now, I came up with this idea, and it'll, it'll never happen, but I loved it. The Shield could say, Triple H, you know, you like hiding behind all these people, Evolution and all these other guys with you. You think you're a match for us? I think we're a match for you. Maybe it won't be three on three. You came here with an army. We came here with our army. Come on out. And then you see guys, Christopher Daniels, Kazarian, AJ Styles, Chris Sabin, and leading them, CM Punk. And then they'll say... All right, Triple H, now it's your move, as Larry Zabisco would say, in this human game of chess. The CM Punk, though, would really make uh, TNA interesting again if he showed up for a few months. I'm not saying it's going to happen, Blackjack, but I'm just saying... It certainly would be interesting, and people would be buzzing to see CM Punk in the TNA, especially he uh, These people, everybody thought last week when uh, Hogan went over with TNA and the impact he's yeah, going to give them. It's how you market a, a person, you know what I'm saying? They're not nothing until they, they hit the WWE. You know, uh, Ric Flair wasn't nothing as far as uh, until he hit WWE. People didn't know him, per se. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. I mean, they, they were... 
AJ Styles wrestlers are appreciated in the TNA, right, JJ? Well, of course, guys, you know, from Ring of Honor, a guy like an AJ Styles who has that just amazing uh, athletic ability in the ring, they're much more appreciated in a TNA or a Ring of Honor. I don't know if the WWE would appreciate AJ Styles or know what to do with an AJ Styles. We've seen Kazarian in the WWE, and he went nowhere, and he eventually came back home to TNA. But as uh, Dominic pointed out, Daniels and Kazarian, their contracts are coming up with TNA. Whether or not they resign or not, that's up to them. But once they're free agents, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they would I think they're free agents, JJ. I don't think they re-upped because they were supposed to take a pay cut. Oh, wow. I know what's coming up. I guess it happened already. As as we pointed out earlier, Saban is gone. He's done with TNA. Of course, AJ left earlier. uh, Actually, late last year he left. But uh, now Daniels and Kaz are, I guess, they're they're gone from TNA. So where do they go from here? Who knows? The question is whether or not if they do go to WWE, would the WWE automatically put them on the main roster, or would they put them over on NXT, which I think... Uh, would you say he's to Kaz, too? McMahon would put them in NXT. Even would you though, say Taz you know, it left the uh, TNA? No, no. If they would come to WWE, would McMahon put them on the main roster or put them in NXT? Oh, I think McMahon will put them in NXT. He probably would, and that's a shame because they deserve better than that. Yeah, but they're not a McMahon creation. They're their own guy, and McMahon would do something, switch them around. I don't know. He'd probably let Daniels grow his hair. He'd probably let Kazarian grow a beard and change and change their whole look. That's what they do. That's I know, what WWE yeah. is known for doing. So yeah. I think they would probably work. See, that's why Daniel Bryan. Everybody loves him because he's a Ring of Honor guy. They just switched his name around, and yeah. he's over like a house on fire. That's right. He used to be Bryan Danielson. Yep. Thank well, William Regal. William Regal was the one who told Daniel Bryanson to change your name to Daniel Bryan. That's all because of William Regal. Oh, really? So you're not... No, very interesting. Okay, uh, Cesaro. Uh, JJ, you think he will be champ sometime soon? Sometime soon? I don't think he'll be the WWE champion. I think he has a, a possibility to be the intercontinental champion at Extreme Rules. Right now he's in the finals of the bracket. No, actually, uh, who's in the finals of the bracket? Actually, he lost against Van Dam. So no, he's not. But I think Cesaro has a better shot of being intercontinental champion. I don't think they're going to rush him too soon, too fast. Too many people have been rushed too soon and too fast, and they've sizzled out. Cesaro's kind of walking that ground where the fans are behind him, despite the fact that he has Paul Heyman by his side, who the fans detest. They hate Paul Heyman. They hate Paul Heyman coming out and reminding them that his client, Brock Lesnar, conquered the streak. Yeah, and I hate that, too. He's a part of Cesaro, and Cesaro has the following. They're chanting swing. They want to see that swing. And I don't know, you know whether or not Cesaro will measure up and be a world champion right now. I think a lot of people are talking about maybe a year from now at WrestleMania 31, maybe Brock Lesnar versus Cesaro. 
I think then he might be ready. We have Money in the Bank coming up, which I believe is also in June. So WWE has two pay-per-views in June, which I hate when they have two pay-per-views in one month. But, I mean, you have to look at someone like Cesaro winning Money in the Bank and having that opportunity to cash it in and become a world champion. That could be huge for him. But what right ever now, happened to King in the Ring? Oh, they got rid of that. <laughs> the problem yeah, is the Ring seems too uh, dated. Unfortunately, I loved King of the Ring. It was an awesome tournament. I enjoyed watching it uh, in the 90s. And even, you know, Brock Lesnar was a, one of the last King of the Ring. Booker T was the King of the Ring. William Regal was the King of the Ring. But unfortunately, Able. I think there's just that nostalgia. Open it's too old school. They don't, they don't, and it doesn't appeal to today's audience. They want something new, yeah. like money or the Royal Rumble. They like things like that. Having a guy come out and wear a, a crown and to have a cape and a scepter, it's too old school mentality, unfortunately. I love King of the Ring, but I don't know if we'll see something like that anytime soon, unless it's to really push someone. Who was the last guy? Seamus, no? Seamus, I think, yeah, he was the last. King Seamus, and that, that yeah. didn't last too long. He was, no, he was it a, didn't. Yeah, maybe, maybe three or four months they referred to him as King Seamus, and then it kind of faded out, so it kind of lost its appeal. So yep. I don't know if that's something that they would bring back. They even made an exclusive figure of, of Seamus with the crown and the cape and the scepter. Yeah, that's true. Look I never out. even saw it in any stores. I saw it online, so it it really didn't last long. No, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, the Cesaro getting the uh, battle royal win, and uh, mostly everybody thought Big Show was going to win. Uh, do you think that they'll keep that JJ, the uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Definitely. Oh, yeah, I think they'll definitely keep it. They mentioned that this will be the first of many. It will be an annual tradition. I definitely think we'll see it next year. Whether or not they continue it from next year, I'm not certain. But I do like that it gives people an opportunity who maybe wouldn't get the chance to appear at WrestleMania, which is the granddaddy of them all. It's the show of shows in the WWE. You want that opportunity to say, you know, I competed at WrestleMania. I was a part of the show, not just the pre-show, but the actual pay-per-view itself. It's a great honor, especially with Andre the Giant, who's such a big part of the WWE's history. I mean, he was really a big uh, star attraction. We've got people from all over the world to see this man who was over seven feet tall, over 500 pounds. I mean, he was like nothing we've ever seen before. So I definitely think Vince will especially pay tribute and keep this going for another a year or so, even longer. Uh, no question, and uh, you uh, agree with that too, Blackjack? Most definitely, 110%. Okay, we were at, we're out of time. Uh, Dominic, you'll come back and we'll review the TNA next week. Okay. So, uh, We'll have that, and uh, we will not play the uh, Anthony de Blasi clip anymore. Yeah, really. uh, (laughs) We'll stay away from that one. We're about ready to sign off? Yes. All right, on the count of three. One, two, three. He's got the whole world (laughs) in his hands. He's got the whole world. In his hands, 
got the whole wide world in his hands. John, I'm going to get you at the pay-per-view. <laughs> you know it. We're going to soar like the buzzards and scream like eagles. And we're going to eat shit because 20,000 flies can't be wrong, John. Oh, boy. That's the best okay. I got for Bray Wyatt. There you go. Okay. All we right, my brothers. See. Nice seeing you. We're talking with you guys again. Hopefully next week. All the best with JJ and Dominic and King. Yep. Likewise, brothers, see you next likewise week. with all you guys. It's a lot of fun every week. Exactly. Man. Take it easy, guys. Last time I had this much fun, my clothes were off. <laughs> 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 was about 10 years ago? Oh.